If you were invited to meet the Prime Minister, how would you behave? When you walk into the room, would you be running and laughing and joking? I hope not. You would probably be quiet and respectful. Now, we show respect to our leaders here on Earth, right? Like Prime Ministers, Presidents, people like that. But we should show even more respect to God. And our memory verse today tells us the acceptable way to worship and serve God. So our memory verse today is found in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. And we know that Hebrews is in the New Testament part of the Bible, which is the second part, the part of the Bible that talks about things that happened right before Jesus was born and his life here on earth and things that happened after he went back to heaven. And so our memory verse is to found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 28. And it says, Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews 12, 28. Let us have grace. Well, grace is God's free gift of kindness toward us. And then it says, whereby we may serve God acceptably. It's only through God's grace that we can come before him. When we remember all that God has done for us, we will please God in the ways that we serve and worship him. And then it says with reverence and godly fear. Well, reverence, that's another way of saying respect. And godly fear doesn't mean to be afraid of God. It means to be amazed by him and to honor him more than anything or anyone else. It means knowing that God is holy and he's just. That means he's fair and that he has to punish sin. Well, if you've called on Jesus as your savior, God is the only one who deserves your reverence and worship. If you haven't been coming to him with reverence and respect, you need to tell God about that. And ask him to help you give him first place in your life. And before you can truly reverence or respect and worship God, you have to call on him to save you from your sin. You'll have an opportunity to do that today. So our memory verse is found in Hebrews 12.28. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews 12.28. God wants you and me to show him reverence and worship. It's only through God's grace that you can come before him. And when you remember all that God has done for you, you will please him in the ways that you serve and worship him. Hebrews 12, 28. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews 12, 28.
Moses had a helper. His helper's name was Joshua. And Joshua was listening and he was hearing something. He was saying, what is that noise? It's coming from the camp. Were the people being attacked? Nope, they weren't being attacked. It was a sound of them celebrating. But soon their celebration would end when they learned how much they had angered God. Oh my, the people of Israel, they had seen with their own eyes the power of God, and God had come down to meet with them and given them his Ten Commandments. And now God told Moses to come up to the mountain and receive his laws in a written form, in a written way. God was going to write them down. So Moses obeyed, and he put his brother Aaron in charge of the people. Well, Moses took Joshua along and he began to climb up the mountain again. And when they climbed up the mountain, a thick cloud covered the mountain for six days. And on the seventh day, God called Moses to come and meet with him in the cloud. And Moses left Joshua a part way up the mountain. Joshua didn't go all the way up. Moses went on to the top alone. And Moses stayed on the mountain Forty days while God gave him many instructions for Israel's worship. And then God gave Moses two carved stone tablets. And on them, God wrote the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments that God had given the people earlier. Now, who wrote those commandments into the stone? The Bible says they were written with the finger of God. Wow. But while God was writing his laws... What was happening in the camp? Aaron's eyes, maybe they looked up to the top of the mountain, and he was trying to look if his brother Moses was coming down. And there was no sign of Moses coming down. And Moses, remember, he was up there for 40 days. And so Aaron must have wondered, what happened to Moses? Well, the people of Israel, they got tired of waiting. They wondered if Moses had survived. So they came to Aaron. And they made a terrible request. And they said, make us gods to lead us. Now, I'm going to tell you that gods in that word has a little g. It's not a capital G. It's a little g. When that word gods has a little g, it means false gods or idols, kind of like statues that they would worship. You see, the people, they wanted a statue. They didn't want to serve the one true God. They wanted a statue to worship instead. They had forgotten about God's commandments, the true God's commandments, that is. And remember that the one true God, the first two commandments that he made was, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other false gods before me. And the second commandment was, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Graven image is like a statue or an idol that they would worship. Now the people, they wanted a graven image. They wanted to worship a statue in the place of the true and living God. Only the true and living God deserved their reverence and their worship. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, God alone deserves your reverence and worship. And to reverence God is to respect him and to respect his awesome power in your life. And because he is the true and living God, he deserves your love. He deserves your respect and your obedience. A statue made of wood or stone, 
it can't be in the place of the true and living God, or it can't be worshipped along with the true and living God. Maybe you're thinking, but I don't worship statues. I don't worship idols. But not all idols are carved statues. Anything that becomes more important to you than God is an idol. There's all kinds of things that could be idols. It doesn't have to be a statue. An idol could be a sports activity. Maybe it could be TV or the internet. Even your friends can become your idols if they become more important to you than your time with God. And if they keep you from going to church or keep you from worshiping God or having a time alone with God each day, they are taking the place that belongs to God alone in your life. Remember that God alone is all-powerful. He wants you to trust Him. And the only way you can serve God acceptably is to be careful not to substitute anything for the true and living God. God alone deserves your reverence and your worship. And the Israelites, they wanted to worship a statue in place of the true and living God. <laughs> wow. They asked Aaron to make them false gods. Remember that little g, false gods? Because when it's a capital G, it refers to the true and living God. They wanted Aaron to make them statues or false gods to lead them instead. And what did Aaron do? He gave in to their request. He told them to give him their gold earrings. And he melted the gold and he used his tools and he formed the gold into the shape of a calf, which is a baby cow. And so the people, they were so excited. And they said, look, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. Aaron built an altar in front of the golden calf. And he said, tomorrow we will have a special feast. Wow, the people were worshiping false gods, that statue of the golden calf. They were not worshiping the true and living God. And early the next morning, the people brought their offerings. They placed them on the altar in front of this golden calf, this idol. And they ate and they drank and they celebrated. And high up on the mountain with Moses, God knew what was happening below. And God told Moses, go down there. The people have sinned. They have made an image out of gold and they worship it and they sacrifice to it. They've called the statue the, the gods that have brought them out of Egypt. God told Moses, I am going to destroy these people. And Moses prayed with God and he said, please don't destroy your people. You brought them out of Egypt with your great power. So Moses started back down the mountain, and he had the two stone tablets that God had written his commandments on. And partway down the mountain, he must have found Joshua. And I'm sure Joshua was listening and looking at the camp and wondering what was happening. And Joshua told Moses, there is a noise of war coming from the camp below. But Moses, he knew it wasn't war. Moses said, no. It is not the sound of war. It is the sound of singing. So the two men went down to the base of the mountain. And I'm sure when Moses got down there, he must have been angry. These were God's chosen people. But here they were, worshiping a false god, an idol, a statue. And Moses, do you know what he did? He threw down the stone tablets. The stone tablets that God had written his commandments on. He threw them down. 
and they broke. They smashed to pieces on the rocks. Uh-oh. Could you imagine if the people saw Moses come down and do that? Could you imagine if you were there? The celebration, I'm sure it must have quickly stopped. Maybe they were very worried at what Moses was going to say. Moses picked up the golden calf and he threw it in the fire and it melted. And he took the gold and he ground it into a fine powder. And he threw the powder in the water and he made the people drink it. And then Moses looked at his brother Aaron and he said, What did these people do to you? that you led them into doing this to commit such a terrible sin? And Aaron told Moses, Don't be so angry. You remember how sinful these people are. They asked me to make false gods to lead them. I told them to give me their gold, and when I threw it in the fire, this golden calf came out. Well, first, Aaron had deliberately disobeyed. Deliberately means that he actually meant to do it. He disobeyed God's commands, and now he was lying. He was lying about his sin. He said that the golden calf just came out of the fire. That didn't really happen. He was lying. Moses stood at the entrance to the camp and he spoke and he said, Those who are true followers of the Lord God, come stand with me. It was time for the people to decide. Would they allow these idols, these false gods, to take the place of the one true God? Or would they worship and reverence God alone. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, God alone deserves your reverence and worship. What is the most important thing in your life? Have you been giving your love and respect and worship and obedience to the one true God? Or have you let other things or other people become substitutes for Him? Now, there's nothing wrong with enjoying sports or watching TV or playing games, or being with your friends. But you need to be careful that those things, they don't take the place of your time with God. Make sure that God has first place in your life, that he's the most important one in your life. And it's only by God's grace that you can serve him in the right way. And grace is God's undeserved kindness. The kindness that God gives you that you do not deserve to get. So you can ask God to give you wisdom. And you can ask God to know what you should do so that you are able to give God first place in your life. Ask God to give you wisdom to know what friends you should have. Friends that will encourage you to reverence and worship God. Ask God to give you wisdom to know what you should do. Today's memory verse, Hebrews 12:28 says, "Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear." Hebrews 12:28. If you've been putting activities or people before God, confess it to him, and by God's grace, you can return to him, and you can reverence and worship him alone. Well, it was time for the Israelites to decide. Would they reverence and worship God only, or would they keep following idols and false gods? And when Moses asked for the true followers to come forward, a group came and they gathered by Moses. And Moses told the group to take their swords and kill all those who refused to obey the one and true God. And the Bible says, 3,000 men lost their lives that day. 
because of their sin. Wow. Moses, what did he do then? He challenged the people who were left alive to remain true to God. Because only the true and living God deserved their reverence and their worship. And Moses told them, give yourselves completely to the Lord that he may show you his grace. And the next day, Moses went before the Lord. He prayed. He confessed the sin of the people, and he asked God to forgive them. And God said the people would have to face the consequences for their sin. But even though they deserved death, God spared them because of his grace. And God is also willing to spare you from death because of his grace. Now, you deserve death, separation from God forever. That's what you deserve because of your sin. And we know that sin is wanting your own way instead of God's right way. Well, you were born with a want to to sin. The Bible even says, for all have sinned. You can probably think of ways that you have sinned. Maybe things like disobeying or things like cheating. You would have to be separated from God forever because of your sin. If it weren't for God's grace. But God gave grace, didn't he? God is your creator. He knows you better than anyone ever could. He even knows about your sin. You see, God is holy. That means he's perfect. He's pure from all of the sin, but he loves you even though you've sinned. And God says in the Bible, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. And thee is a word for you. He loves you with a love that will never end. Now, how can God love you when you sin? It's because of his grace. And grace is kindness that you don't deserve. God showed his love when he sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to this earth. And Jesus lived a sinless or a perfect life. But he was accused of doing wrong. And it was false. He did not do anything wrong. But they accused him of doing things that were wrong. And they sentenced him to die or they gave him a punishment to die. Now Jesus was nailed to a wooden cross and the blood flowed out from his hands and his feet. And the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And remission means forgiveness. God punished his own son, the Lord Jesus, in your place so you could be forgiven. And after Jesus died, he was buried. But on the third day after, he came alive again. And today he's alive in heaven. And God did all of this for you because of his grace. So you could be saved from the death that you deserve for your sin. And even though the Israelites deserved death, God spared them because of his grace. But they would still have to face certain consequences for their sin. And when Moses returned to the camp and he told the people about his meeting with God, they were sad. They were deeply saddened over their sin. But a special tent was set up outside the camp where they could go to meet with God. And once more, the people reverently worshipped their holy God. They showed God reverence and worship. And later, God had Moses cut two more stones and bring them back up the mountain. And God again wrote the Ten Commandments on the new stone tablets. And God also gave his promise again to lead the Israelites into the land that he had chosen for them. God made it clear to his people that he alone deserved their reverence and worship. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, remember 
God alone deserves your reverence and worship. Think about what is most important in your life. Are there things or are there people in your life that have become substitutes for God or have become more important than him? Have you been having an idol in your life? If you have, confess it to God and ask him to help you give him the place that he deserves in your life. Remember what our memory verse teaches from today, Hebrews 12, 28. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews 12, 28. You can ask God for wisdom to know what you should do, who should be your friends, what you should spend time doing, and you can ask God for wisdom to help you know what you should not be doing. Remember, God alone deserves your reverence and your worship. But before you can truly reverence and worship God, you have to call on him to save you from your sin. And you deserve death, which is separation from God, because of your sin. But what did God do? He has grace for you. Undeserved kindness. And he made a way for your sin to be forgiven. And that was by sending his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and to rise again for you. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And to call on the Lord is to tell Jesus you are trusting him alone to forgive you. And if you are willing to turn away from your sin and call on Jesus to save you, he will save you from the punishment that you deserve. He will forgive you. He'll change you on the inside so you can reverence and worship God. And one day you'll be able to live with him forever in heaven. Will you call on Jesus and be saved today? If you would like to do that, then you have to truly believe that Jesus died and rose again. And you can tell God what you believe. You can tell him something like this. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I am calling on you to save me from my sin. Please change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly do call on Jesus to save you from your sin, then he will forgive your sin and he will change you on the inside so you can reverence and worship him. If you would like to read about this lesson that I just shared with you in the Bible, you can find it in Exodus chapter 24, verses 12 to 18, and Exodus chapter 32, and the first 10 verses of Exodus chapter 33. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye!